All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex McLiss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right he is. With special guest, Stephen Ferguson. Now it's your turn. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? For the everyday fantasy sports player. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now with the show Party People. Party people. What's up, Party People? Let's do this again, Brutus. I am your man, 50 Grand, over here with my man here, 100 years. Charlie Chase, baby. Charlie Chase, what's up, Party People? Welcome once again to the Better Fantasy Bureau Podcast, and welcome our first special guest. Welcome, Ferg. What's up, Ferg? What's going on, man? Ferg, Ferg, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, man, you, you are officially our first special guest of the podcast. It's a special honor. Happened. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but I'm uh, happy to be here. <laughs> but you, the thing, the thing is, see, like Stephen A. Smith called us, you know, like 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 Reggie Miller called us, all these other like like you know, even all these other like experts called us up to be part of the show, and you know, we said we couldn't. We have to have Ferg on first. Yeah, but we wouldn't let Stephen A. on. You wouldn't let <laughs> no, Stephen A. on. We wouldn't let the cowboy no, hater that he is. You wouldn't let Stephen A. on. Hell no. You, I would. <laughs> I'm, we're from Queens. We'll man. get Max on. He's a, he's a lot cooler than Stephen. I love Max too. He's also <laughs> a big Giants fan. But listen, they're all from Queens, you know. <laughs> but yeah, man. Once again, party people. Uh, once again, to keep it going. Thank you very much for the support of that everybody's been showing for the podcast. I know Ferg, you've been a great support of the podcast. Even yes, um, thank you. Even before we even had our first episode, you even posted on your uh, Instagram stories, your Insta snaps. <laughs> you even posted a picture about us, about following us. Yeah, man, just got a uh, support, man. You came to me with this idea; it sounded cool. Uh, everyday fantasy player, and then uh, I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I remember you were on board since since when I first talked because we've been friends for a really long time, you and I, Ferg, and. Uh, and yeah, I know you've been on board with everything, and I want to shout out once again. Everybody's been showing up, all the support. Uh, the show I just want to give a big shout out also to my man Jack Horrigan. Uh, also, told me doesn't know much about football at all, but loves the show. And people like I have people don't even listen to fantasy sports, don't even like fantasy sports, and they love our show. Yeah, and then that's they been- enjoy a good banter. You know, we we don't just talk about football; we talk about you know other things that are going on in the world. Yeah, yeah, we talk about a little bit of deal. We're gonna get into that <laughs> in, in just a second, also. You know, but I also do love, and I have to thank you, Ferg. I, re- I thank you so much. For rocking the Giants shirts to the I show. Had to, I had to. I've been listening. I knew I had to come in hot with the Giants shirts. Yeah, I don't, the I don't know about the uh, the wardrobe choice. Eddie but came we're gonna... with the Saquon Barkley. <laughs> the Saquon Barkley. We're going to let it rock. Oh, well, you're not going to strip it off his back. I mean, right now on the show. I get it. He's a personal trainer and all. I know. He's, but you can't rip it off him and stuff. But yeah, party people. So we're over here. And we got a really fun show planned here today. Well, before we get really run into it at all, but today we got our draft special show. It is our draft tactics show. We're going to give you a lot of advice about how to draft, about what to do during the draft, and how to make your draft day better. So basically, like draft training tips, could you say, personal trainer? I like the way that sounds. <laughs> yeah, draft training tips, and then also ways to beef up your draft day. A little bit of that, a little bit of this, and uh, a little bit also, I know, Charlie, uh, you, you you were talking, um, and it's funny, so for you guys also that follow us on the at BFB podcast uh, Instagram, I told Charlie about this before. You, you, and I think the most people agree. You gotta write Charlie, and then put the dash or whatever, so that you're explaining it. Mm-hmm. Because you had a conversation with my boy Rich through DM, 
And he even told me, he's like, yo, I was talking to your boy, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, I swore I was talking to you, but I was like, this sounds a little crazy from Flex. Like, Flex sounds a little bit too proper here talking to me. But when I was talking to you through that DM, I was like, the, the, the of spelling course, was correct. Yeah, the spelling was, was correct yes, and uh, proper grammar. Is proper, that what it was? Proper grammar. You sounded <laughs> smart. You sounded educated. Not like a big da dun da dun like myself. But yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, but so and then even to my uh, to my to my other boy, you you were talking to him about um, who's gonna leave first between Kawhi or uh, Demar Derozan. Who's likely to stay longer for that right. team? And you said, which I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But if I don't agree with you, you got to put Charlie said this, right? You know what I mean? Because no, noted. But once again, when he was talking, I'm pretty sure he thought he was talking to me. So if you don't know the person, put your right. name in. <laughs> well, look at the bright side. I was making you sound smarter. It's all good. It worked out. <laughs> you make me sound probably a lot of ways. I don't know about smarter. You know what? You know what? I take that back. And this is true, right? For he does make me sound smarter because he says some crazy shit sometimes. <laughs> crazy stuff sometimes. He's a Cowboys fan. How smart could he be? Oh. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you want to start counting Super Bowls, I'm pretty sure you can do arithmetic. That's fine, because in the past few years, you guys have been had once his VHS right, tapes were out. Right. Oh. So this is how it's going to go. The Giant fans are going to gang up. All right, let's, let's see how it is. It's, it's going to go, for today at least, with our first guest, we're starting off in true Stephen A fashion. True, <laughs> so true. But, um, but yeah, that is a big deal in the day of sports, though. Like, mm-hmm. you know, What do you think about that trade? Do you think, do you think DeMar got screwed in that trade, though? I think he had no idea it was coming. Um, oh, he definitely had no idea. <laughs> no, he was upset about it. And I mean, most fans... Going to the Spurs is never a bad thing. They're, I mean, they're yeah. a championship, championship caliber team. Um, and um, they're, they're going to utilize him the right way, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Kawhi's not staying uh, in Toronto very long, though. He's a I rental. Agree. He's a rental. Yeah. Yeah. He's a one-year rental. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. You know, he's, he's going to be in L.A. Did you hear about the Carmelo trade? I mean, uh, yeah, trade? Yeah, it was <laughs> trade, and then they waived him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I heard about a trade in talks. I didn't hear about the actual finding of the trade. Got traded for yeah, him. so he got traded for a Schrader. Schrader, the, the oh, point guard. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, yeah, Schroeder, um, whatever. So he's on the, uh, the Thunder now. He's on. The, yeah. no, he's on the Thunder. Schroeder's on the Thunder now. Mm-hmm. Melo got traded to the Hawks. Yeah, and he's got wait, but he, uh, Melo's probably gonna end Mello up in Houston. I think. Macalusa or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man, so a lot, a lot, lot going on in the world of yeah. basketball. It's crazy because this is usually like a slow period for sports. You know, like, you know, the, the baseball gets you know into the All Star break and not really much going on with football. Training camps about to start, and basketball is usually quiet this time of year. But all this movement, it's it's, it's but, nuts. I mean, I remember I, I've always liked the basketball all season to get to see the trades. Yeah. You know, well, the you know the first you know week of July that's busy, but as yeah, you get yeah. into the middle of July, it kind of <laughs> dies down a little. I bit. I remember when you and I went to uh, Mexico for Timmy's wedding. Oh God. And then I was, <laughs> but I was there like the whole time on the uh, before in the plane on uh, JFK going like, oh yeah, we're getting Noah, we're getting Noah, yes. Reaction is totally different today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The reaction is totally different. Um, before we keep going on, before we keep going on into the to the segments of the show today, right? There's one thing I do want to mention, and before we talk a little bit about you, because I want to talk a little bit about you as well, Ferg, today. Uh, but before we go on to all that, Charlie, let me ask you a question. So last week we made our first. Big effing bet. Big effing bet. BFB, yeah. when we make bets, big effing bet. And, and, and he posts them, and Charlie, you know you post them sometimes on uh, on Instagram mm-hmm. about, like, uh, you know, who's going to do better with this and, like, who, who do you agree with, Flex or Charlie, right? Right. And then you agreed with Charlie about yeah. Joe Mixon. I had to, yeah. So yeah. did you do that because you agree with them or just wanted to tick me off? A little bit of both. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of college. Yeah, but I think. Do you I, like him now with his giant shirt on? Yeah, I agree with no, you that getting, Joe Mixon's going to be a top ten. He's been warming up to him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so I wanted to see if you wanted to make another big effing bet, and then we'll see what what your thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. But I've had people tell me that I've been talking a little bit crazy, uh, especially with the first show. They said that I was crazy for saying 
that Jimmy Graham's going to be a bust mm-hmm. and that he's going to be outside the top ten. Do you want to? I say he's outside the top ten. You want to make that bet that he's inside the top ten? Now we're talking strictly tight ends, correct? Of tight ends, yeah, yeah. I'll bet whatever you want. You'll, you'll, you'll make that bet. I say Jimmy Graham's outside the tight end. You said he's inside. Inside the top ten. It's a big effing bet. <laughs> Way to set up the drop flex. That's how I do it. <laughs> right Who do you think is going to win that bet? I mean, tight end, there's not too many options Like once you get past the top two guys. Right. Um, so I, gotta, I mean, can I, you name me ten legit tight ends that you'd be f- comfortable with? No. Nah, I can name you like the top two or three, and that's after that, I right. got to throw Jimmy Grant inside the top ten. Okay. Yeah. Now, for everybody who's been thinking I've been talking crazy about this, right, I want to give you guys a little bit more insight that I found out, right? So I know you guys think about, oh, it's because Jimmy Graham, oh, because Aaron Rodgers, right? How many... Top ten by top ten by by TN, by, by t- uh, tight end ones by tight end ones I mean within the top ten. Mm-hmm. How many tight end ones has Aaron Rodgers had his entire career? Take a guess. How much you would assume? I'm going to say one. One. <laughs> since he, you're since you're you know yeah. asking had, that way, I'm going to assume one. He had one. All right. And the only one he had was your Michael Finley mm-hmm. back in 2011. He was tied for ninth. With Vernon Davis. So not only was that the first time that he had, the only time in his career that he's had a tight end inside the top 10, but he barely made it. And Jimmy Graham last year had more receptions in and out the red zone, had way more touchdowns, and still didn't even make the top five. And not even that, on average, and I looked this up and this is true, on average, Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham, sorry, Aaron Rodgers' tight ends, they end up as tight end 22. On average, his tight ends end up as tight end Mm -hmm. 22. Two, Jimmy Graham is touchdown dependent. Jimmy Graham is not the same Jimmy Graham of before. And Aaron Rodgers is not used as tight end. Aaron Rodgers is the best, if arguably the best of all time, not if not the best of all times. So there are arguments you can make about him. He's amazing, Aaron Rodgers. So he just doesn't saying, use his tight end. You're saying that it's just it's a system thing with him. It's yes. not it's not talent. Jimmy Graham has talent, but it's a system thing. That, that's I get why he's what you're fall. saying, but I don't think that you could look at Jimmy Graham as your traditional tight end. You know, you could look at him as like a wide receiver slash tight end. He lines up on the outside. He's not always lined up on the end. So even in Seattle, when he was back in Seattle, they were using him as a wideout in certain formations. But yeah, that's why he had so, the most red zone targets, and that's why he had a crazy 15 touchdowns, and he still didn't even make top five. He was right. seventh. Well, I'll, I'll take that bet. So then, yeah, and I'll, we, I will take, you know, whatever... If you want to wager on it, whatever you want to do, we're keeping we're keeping record of that, and we're going to see more yeah. at the end of the year about you know well, this is the whole the concept again. Who's smarter, the Giants player right. or the Cowboys player? And Ferg, please tell him who it is. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm mixed. I'm man on the spot. I'm man. mixed on this one because I agree with him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's two things he agrees with me on. You <laughs> ask him about the uh, the Chris Hogan you're, one. You're just you're just saying that only because I know you love me, Ferg, and then because <laughs> you're you're my boy and you love me, and then you have to break my chops, and I understand that. That's how we are on which side. Yeah. Right. So our other big effing bet was uh, Chris Hogan over under 100 targets for the year. So where do you stand on that? I say he's got to. He's, I think he's going to get a bunch. I think he's going to get over. Over. Over 100? Oh, oh, oh yeah. so that, okay. that's three. Shout out to my man, 50 Grand, Kento Akashi, who thinks he's going to be under. He's like, he loves Chris Hogan, too, but he's not thinking he's going to go over 100 targets. Right. I don't think he's going to go under the targets. Not when you have Jim, Julian Edelman coming back. Not when you have Jordan Matthews. Not when you have Gronk. Not when you have all the pass Edelman's catches out, out of the backfield. You know, the first, uh, you know, first four games, he's out. Cooks is no longer there. Right. Uh, Amendola's not longer there. There's, the targets are going to be there. No, I think so, too. too uh, well, I, I, I'm going to love this when I'm, when I'm right. That's, that's three for Ferg, my man. I got you. All right. That's, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. It's, that's more people who are going to be wrong mm-hmm. to flex. That's how it's like. We're going to see it, okay? Sure. All right. So, party people now moving on. Uh, so, oh, before we move on, hold on. So, Ferg, uh, to talk a little bit about yourself, right? 
So yeah, tell the listeners. Yeah, so you are a personal trainer. Yep. Right? Is that that's that's your like title? What I say? That's my title. Yeah, I'm a personal trainer. Because slash gym rat. Oh, I mean, I, I work out, so yeah, gym rat. I'm always at the gym, yeah. <laughs> Personal trainers are usually at the gym, right? That's yeah, how it works. So, so, so tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and your business a little bit. Uh, so I switched, uh, switched locations just recently. So right now I'm out of CrossFit Queens uh-huh. uh, in Astoria. Yeah, it's on 31st Street, right? 31st Street, right underneath yeah. the train. Um, basically, I've been doing it for five years. Um, my whole thing is kind of taking everyone's um, whole life as the big picture and kind of finding the missing piece to kind of get your life back in balance. It's not necessarily about uh, getting you stronger, even though the goal is to get you stronger, get you faster, but we kind of want to make it something where you're going to feel better 10 years from now, feel like you're moving better 20 years from now when you have kids, when you're at the park, when so you don't need a cane or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's more about yeah. longevity. Right, better else. quality of life. Yeah. yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um, so how, uh, how, how did you get into it? Like, how did you become a personal trainer? Uh, kind of like just worked out. Um, I went to school for uh, physical education. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that for a year just by itself. Uh, loved it. Uh, obviously, it doesn't pay well. Uh, so I started training at night uh, for the second year. And then I started making more money uh, part-time as a trainer. So I was like, let's see if I can make this yeah, full-time job. And Weren't you working in the center when you were at uh, school, right? Uh, I, wor- uh, I think I was right a little f- bit, right? a little bit, yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, but then I started training uh, full time after my second year of teaching, and kind of just evolved into my career, and um, just started building a business, and it kind of yeah. worked out for me at the end. That's awesome. I remember, because um, well, but besides all the workouts that I would do, and, and this, and I, and I really do sincerely mean this. I don't mean this just because you're my boy. Like I genuinely mean this. Like I think it's also awesome. Uh, your Instagram post, you and your walk with Frank. Frank's awesome, by yeah, the way. The man. You, you, Shout you, out to Frank. Yeah. <laughs> do you know who Frank is? His dog. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, nice. nice. I, I, I do my research all on right, our guests. Right, what do you think right. this is? Got me. Got me. <laughs> Anyhow, so um, so yeah, when you do your walk with Frank, but it's, it is dope. Like, you do ask these questions, like, where would you want to be, like, five years from now? Like, you give, like, your little motivational speeches because not necessarily, like you said, you don't want to just train you out physically. You want to be more, like, also, like, inspiring by life to right. do better, to do yeah. more. And, um, you know, like, even with that test you did the other day, see if you could, like, bring pick up weight off the ground by touching your toes which i could do but then i'm like damn i could pick weight off the ground but i don't want to and it's just yeah. <laughs> but you because i told you when we were at uh, a keats wedding recently i told you like make sure you put me down in july and then you hit me up to get me back in the gym because i haven't been happy with the the way i've been with my with necessarily because i have a gut and i'm not happy with my gut and uh and you know you've hit me up as promised and i've been working out with you i've been eating better i've been you know getting back into my routine and i did like the one I didn't even do much. Did I do good? <laughs> you did good. I mean, it's first. You did first good. Day, you did, first day's the hardest, man. All right, you this guy. Sure, I, yeah. I love you, man. You, you did good. All right, cool. So thanks for the pity talk. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, so like, I didn't even do like anything which I thought would be crazy. But I was still like exhausted. Yeah. I was still exhausted. And it, I, I'll tell you. So I'll tell you, Charlie. Remember, I told him it's like I was working out. Like even like the back of my legs, but like my butt muscles hurt. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I've never felt that pain before. And my, you know, and I was like, listen, if you start training my wife and she comes back to me saying my butt hurts after working out with Ferg, I'm gonna be you're gonna I'm gonna knock yeah, you out. I love you, man, but <laughs> I don't wanna hear that, bro. It's, like, it's a weird way to start a conversation yeah. with your wife after working out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's what I mean, CrossFit is intense. I'm I, I took a couple of classes and like I was hurting in places I, I didn't even know could hurt. Um, would you say that, like, let's say people that haven't worked out for a while, would you recommend that they like kind of jump into that or that they maybe ease, maybe go to the gym, get on the treadmill for a while and then take a couple of CrossFit classes? Uh, I think it depends on the CrossFit gym. And I think the CrossFit community has actually like evolved over the years and kind of like mm-hmm. 
become more educated in the way they program things and the way they allow people to come into class. So I can speak for the gym that I'm working at now. They do a really good job of bringing beginners in, scaling down workouts, giving them uh, different options. If they can't do this, yeah. they could do that kind so of thing. So you sort of cater the workout yeah. in a I way. I mean, we want to make you feel like you're part of their class. Like right. we're not going to make you do some something completely different. But Flex yeah. can tell you the class he took. Right, just to sort of like like push push people a little bit past that comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, but make you feel like you're still working out, but you're not going to hurt yourself. Right, you're not going right. to like go too hard where you're not going to want to come back or anything. Like right, that. of course. Yeah, I remember when when I walked to that class, you saw me like, oh, you came to a bad class, flex. Yeah, of pe- that was and, a tough one. <laughs> and I saw what everybody else was doing. It was pretty intense. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure I could do it, but there was no way I would be able to last that long. I'd probably do worse than anything else there like you know like i said my my problem is not so much strength it's definitely endurance huge thing and, and just shape i'm just out mm-hmm. of shape but uh but what he had me doing though did have me exhausted like right. I, you know and he even said it you're going to be done before everybody else because it's a lesser workout but it's still an intense workout like right. it was and i i i thoroughly enjoyed it a lot more than i was kind of expecting to and especially since i never really worked out uh, like doing like the wait list that what they were doing there but uh, I really enjoyed it. So if people want to uh, get in touch with you about personal training, which honestly, like I said, all kidding aside, I strongly do recommend, even if it's just like the introductory class to the CrossFit and to with Ferg or, you know, whatever it is you got talked about, you know, you know, uh, what, uh, what to eat and how to, how, you know, and all that. How can they get in touch with you for stuff like uh, that? The easiest way is probably through Instagram at Ferg underscore training. Uh, yeah, just shoot me a DM if you just need, need to ask a question, whatever it is, if you want to get started. Uh, just let me know what you want to do. Yeah, I know. And then, you know, we, we, and all kidding aside, you're, you're a genuinely great guy and I know you'll be, you're open to help everybody out. And I know you want to see people do better and you want to succeed. So, uh, and we wish all the best luck to you. And then, uh, we hope, you know, that people get in touch with you to get their lives better and work out better. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. No problem. So moving on right now with the show, let's go talk about, and I know, even though you, you love playing fantasy football, we're in the league together, you and I, but, uh, you know, I know you're a big hockey guy. Yeah, man, big hockey. You're guy. good at hockey, I heard, right? <laughs> okay, I don't. I just saying, are you? I mean, people tell me I'm pretty good. <laughs> what do you think? I'm all right. Ah, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> you play like real hockey, like on on ice or street hockey? No, no, I oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, that's intense. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. how funny was it when I told you that I was going to join the hockey league? Oh, you know, I God. went to I went to my first hockey game so, a couple of years ago. I think it was a Ranger playoff game, and nice. Um, my brother oh, yeah, scored didn't. tickets like right on the ice, and. I didn't realize how fast these dudes mm-hmm. are moving on the ice. It's crazy. Yeah, it's fast, man. And like when they're getting checked up against the board, like it's like they're slamming each other. It's 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 insane. Yeah, no, hockey, hockey's intense yeah. live. Better really better is. athletes than you would think. I think they're the best athletes, but I'm biased. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm not mad. Listen, I'm not mad at you, man. I'm re- I I know it's a different kind of animal. You got to be a different kind of animal to yeah. play hockey. You really do. I re- I really agree with it. You got to be a different kind of animal. Yeah, I'm for sure. You know, I'd, I'd probably get more into a, a fight or two than I should at hockey. Yeah. Not because I'm a tough guy, but because I, I'm sensitive. It's like, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, some of the best hockey players haven't really been like big, big dudes, though, right? I mean, uh, I, I met Gretzky once, and he's he was like no, but then you probably got like 190 pounds soaking wet. Then you got your Lindros, Lemuse, they're Yagers, they were bigger dudes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But the game is definitely evolving. Yeah, yeah, faster. they're a lot bigger they, now. Yeah, a lot smaller now, actually. Oh, are they? Yeah, a lot smaller, okay. a lot faster. I mean, you still have some du- big dudes, but it's definitely a faster pace game than it right, used to right. Be. I hope. Um, I mean, they look pretty big from where I was standing, but yeah. yeah. I hope right now, like Rob Wise, Matt Burke, and uh, Sean Tone listen to because besides you, those are the hockey guys that I know. <laughs> as far as uh, and Kevin O'Connor. All right, so moving on right now to the, to the segments of the show, party people. Uh, so the first segment we're going to start off, which we usually do in all our shows, is a little warm up segment. I know we told you about this before, Ferg, to get it all started. So we're going to start off with our warm up segment called Complete One Eighty. You guys ready for this? Yeah, yeah man. All right, let's, let's get it do on. it. 
Yeah, I, I told you guys earlier where that's from. And I know uh, Ryan and Crystal, who are listening, because they do listen, they'll crack up where that's from. Because you got to be a dark player to know what that's from. So anyway, so moving on. So the complete 180. So basically, complete 180, what it is very simply, is that we just start talking about players who we feel are going to do a complete 180. Whether they had a good season last year, and then they do a complete 180 this year and be terrible. Or if they had a terrible season last year, they do a complete 180 and then do better. So, because you're a guest for you're the guest in our house. We want to give you the first person you want to take a crack at. So who do you think is going to do a complete 180 if they're going to do 180 uh, to be better or to be worse? Uh, well, I think uh, the Bears quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, is going to have a better season than they did last year. I don't think he had a bad season last year, but mm-hmm. I think he's definitely going to improve this year. Um, he definitely has some more weapons. Uh, I think yeah, the, co- they, they the, coaching change, weapons, yeah. the coaching change is really going to help him because I, I feel like what I've been reading, they're really going to let him loose and kind of let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm going to go with him for my first uh, answer. Yeah, no, I, I I really, really like that pick a lot of, of him, and I really, truly believe that he's going to be overall way better, especially where you're getting him from, yeah. you know what I mean? Especially where, you, where where is he going right now, Mitch Trubisky? Look, he's going all the way down in, on average in the 14th round. It's quarterback yeah. 22. Mm-hmm. That's so much depth in quarterback as we know. But uh, one thing about Mitch Trubisky you probably guys didn't realize too much is that, uh, I don't know if, who really, I didn't really realize this, so I, I found out this stat, that he's actually third with uh, yards per carry. As a runner, of the quarterback, yeah, only only uh, Dak Prescott and uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, yeah, are the only other ones that got more athletic. Here. You know, yeah. he's he's a lot more athletic than he you know he seems. Yeah, especially with all the more weapons, you know, because Trey Burton was kind of one of my guys to talk about. I'm not going to talk about him too much, but he's also one of my guys. Complete 180 this year to do way better. And Matt Nagy's offense, like mm-hmm. you know, said as I think you know with Trey Burton with Allen Robinson, you know, I just yeah. think he's going to be. They're going to use Tariq Cohen also, I think, more than Jordan yeah, Howard. I, I think agree. Tariq yeah. Cohen's a better sleeper this year. Yeah. Jordan Howard. And I mean, look, do, I mean, do you think the Bears are going to be good this year? I think they're, they're going to do all right. I don't know if they're yeah. going to be like a. Uh, they might be in the playoff race towards the end. But right, right. I don't think they're going to be like. Yeah. Top team. I mean, I think the reason why it's going to help him fantasy wise, I, I, th- I don't think they're going to be that good. I think they're going to be playing from behind a lot, so that's going to be a lot of fantasy numbers for him. So I agree. I mean, so he, even more so to agree with him, right? Exactly. So he's he's poised to have a good year. So far, so good. So far, we both agree with you on that. If you're All talking right. crazy, I'm going to tell you you're talking crazy. Yeah. Possibly kick you out in the middle of the show. Right. <laughs> uh, so let me, I'll, I'll go next to let you know. So what I think is going to do a complete 180, and I guess just to balance it out, so you got somebody who's going to do something for the better, for who I think is going to do something worse, LaShawn McCoy. Mm. All right? Shady. Now, shady. Now, what's one, your beef with Shady? What's my be- Well, first of all, because last year he ended up as RB7. Mm-hmm. That's where he ended up right now. Right now he's getting drafted as RB16. He's not going to be in the top 10. I think he's going to fall outside the top 20. Yeah, I agree with you. One, now, there's nothing to do with his off-the-field issues. Nothing to do with that. We don't know anything about that. All we know is we see on the news, and we we don't have any thoughts about it at all. Mm-hmm. None of us here in the Benefantasy Fantasy Bureau have any thoughts about it at all. But um, what he does have is a huge depletion on his offensive line. He lost two pro bowlers due to retirement. He lost his center, Eric Woods, and he lost his left guard, Richie Incognito. Mm-hmm. And then he also they also traded away uh, Cordy Glenn. Even though Cordy Glenn only played 275 snaps, they still traded him away to the Bengals yeah. you know, to get that higher pick that they had this year. But with just that alone, like I don't know if you guys know this also, but in pro, fan, pro football focus, rated the Bills as the worst offensive mm-hmm. line this year coming up. Yeah. The worst. And uh, well, we could go from today on the 12th. We go from today. Happy belated birthday because he just hit 30. We go from today. Running backs in 30. Running backs know. in 30s, you know, they drop off. Mm-hmm. So then besides Kelvin Benjamin, he's got nobody else to help him out. Yeah. He's got nobody else to help him out. Like I'm sure Josh Allen, I think he's a great quarterback, Josh Allen. I think he's going to do great. But 
that that there's nobody else to help him out. Is that's it? That's all you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have that great of a defense, anyways. And it's just, it's I I just see a complete 180 because like from RB seven, you're gonna fall outside the top 20 this year. Yeah, that's how I feel. Absolutely. And the other thing is he's he's trying to get another contract. So you know, come midway point in the year, and the Bills are like two and seven. Like, is is he gonna want those extra carries if he's trying to get paid and trying to get another contract? You know, by the time you know at the end of the year when you're really gonna need him, he might be tapped out. Yeah. So he might not want to get the rock twenty five times a game. And Chris Ivory's there is gonna be taking. You know, yeah. I, I I don't think too much away because Sean McCoy's ill is gonna be the bell cow. Mm-hmm. But Chris Ivory, I think, will take away at least some goal line touches, which will only further yeah vulture take, the touchdowns. Vulture, yeah, take yeah. away from his fantasy, uh, you know, productiveness, effectiveness, yeah. whatever you want to call for it. For sure. So Charlie, what do you got for us? All right, Amari Cooper. Amari, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Is he gonna do better or worse? I think he does a complete 180 for the better. And I'm talking about worse than what he did last year. I'm talking about a literal like 180. Like what he did last year, I see almost a double in production. But I mean, let's look at it real quick. I mean, his average ADP 4.03, and he's going as low as 5.06 in -hmm. certain drafts. Now, it's no you know secret that he had a terrible year last year. I mean, if you just look at his numbers, uh, 48 passes on 96 target. His reception rate rate was 50. percent It was one of the lowest in the league mm-hmm. uh, for seven touchdowns. And if you look even further into it, 20 percent of that production came in one game in Week Seven against the Chiefs. He had 210 yards, 11 receptions, and two touchdowns. Which is the week that yeah i remember somebody saying they traded him away right before that yeah week. yeah and and to 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 go even further than that like i he was one of those players that i really like looked at closely last year because i had him in two leagues and i played a ton of him in daily and that week in week seven i think he got down to like 6500 bucks on FanDuel, and he was a steal at that price so i ended up rostering him on a lot of lineups that week and he, he did well for me but you know needless to say he was a complete disappointment now the reason why I think that there's room for improvement this year and significant improvement is that we know that, you know, John Gruden is there now. He's installing the West Coast offense, and we all know that the West Coast offense is predicating on, you know, timing and getting the ball out quick, which I think he's going to thrive in that sort of situation. Um, they're going to move him around a lot this year. So, you know, he's going to be working out of the slot, which will keep him away from the defense's best defender. So, you know, on on where he's going, I project him for about, you know, at least 120 targets. He's going to be – he's the number one receiver in that offense. Can we agree to that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, Jordy Nelson, we don't know what he's got left. Uh, Matavius Bryant, that dude's a question mark every time he wakes up in the morning. <laughs> Ryan Switzer, I mean, you know, he traded from Dallas. He's more of a Who? gadget player. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yes, exactly. No, he, t- let's be fair. He's a talented kid, but he's more I of a – I being fair. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I could be mean. I'm being fair. He's more <laughs> of a gadget player at this point of his career. So the targets are – the offense is going to funnel through him. So if he gets 120 targets, I see him catching about 80, not, 80 to 90 balls over 1,000 yards and double-digits touchdowns. So I see Amari Cooper bouncing back and being a top-10 wide receiver this year. So he's my 180, Amari Cooper. What's your thoughts on that, Fair? you agree? I think I saw a stat about that. I agree with you. I think I saw a stat where, like, if he's going to get that amount of volume, I yeah. think if he gets, like, eight targets a game, he'll average, like, 16 points. And then if it's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly true. And I was going to say that. Yeah. I'm glad you said it I saw I the did. same stat. I think it's, like, awesome. 10 targets. He's, like, right around 20. 20 at 10 targets, he's averaging yeah. 22. Super, at eight yeah. targets, he's 15. Super production. So I think he's going to get that amount yeah. of targets. And the guy was the fourth, Very good, fourth overall pick in the 2015 draft. I mean, 
Come 24 on, years old. 24. He's the yeah. talent. Yes, he is. There. The yeah. talent is there. As uh, we make fun of uh, Jose. And when it first went to Mari Cooper, you had to be there listening to the design of an inside joke when Jose when he got Mari Cooper. It's like, I take Amari Cooper, big fan, got him in two leaves, got his fat head up on my wall. It's like, Amari <laughs> <laughs> Cooper, big fan. So, uh, Cooper. Cooper. Just yeah, like no, that. no. I, 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 there is nothing wrong or crazy. I have anything to say about what you just said. I, I literally 100% agree. Yeah. We're all agreeing with each other a little bit too much right now. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, I really I'm do. You're agreeing with two Giant fans. What's going on here? <laughs> We're human beings as well. <laughs> it's like, uh, Perk, you got somebody else you want to mention to us? Uh, who was the other guy I had? Uh, running back I want to talk about. I think you said uh, also the wide receiver Landry, right? No, that, I think he's going to have a worse year. You're going to have a worse year? Yeah. So talk about that. All right, so I think Landry's going to have a worse year. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I think uh, he's on the Browns now. Uh, I think he's we're sandwiching. We're sandwiching. He's, he's on the Browns. Yeah. Yeah, the Browns. That goes to Cleveland. I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that's enough said right there. But then if Josh Gordon can stay on the field, He's going to be the number one. Yeah. And then there's a lot of options there. They got the tight end. They got um, uh, Hyde. And who's the other running back there? Um, Carlos Duke, Hyde, Duke no, Johnson. Johnson. Duke, Johnson. Duke, Johnson. Duke Johnson. Johnson heavily involved in the passing game. And Nick, and Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb, yeah. And yeah. Then, uh, you think Baker Mayfield makes it on the center this year at some point? I do. I think he does. Yeah. Sure. I think they're going to – I don't think it will take long either. I, I don't. I think there's a very short leash on, yeah. on Taylor. Do, do you, are you a fan of Baker Mayfield? I don't know if I would have took him if I was the Browns at number one. You would, who would you have taken? That shocked a lot of people. They man. did. Yeah. Who would you have taken? I would have. Put, I would have took Barkley. Yeah. And then they could have got a quarterback after that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Did you get one I'm, of the last I'm with ones? you, but you know the thing is the running back position is like devalued. You know what I mean? So taking a running back one overall is is crazy. But he was the best player in the draft. They, they had, you know, what, so they have one and four. They had one and four. One so and four. yeah, I take Barkley. Yeah. In that situation, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, because you you got two picks within the first five. I actually thought it was crazy that they took Ward at four over Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were saying that Bradley yeah, yeah, Chubb yeah, is all yeah. also arguably the best player in the draft. Like, I was surprised at that as well. I mean, if you took Baker Mayfield, what you did is because you liked him better than anybody else. Maybe it was between him and Sam Darnold. Yeah, and well, they that's knew, what it was. And they knew Sam Darnold could have possibly went to the Giants or the Jets. They knew they, they maybe they only had, like, two guys they liked. And they weren't going to get – they were scared that Baker Mayfield and yeah. the other guy were going to be taken by the Giants and – Right. The Jets. So maybe that's the only reason I could I could vouch for them for pulling trigger. Well, I think their reasoning was that they think that Mayfield has the biggest upside out of the group of quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Maybe he's a little bit more riskier, but I think Donald uh, is is the most you know NFL ready I, now. Yeah, you I know? thought you were going to say you liked him because you had that video of him doing the dance with Fortnite. <laughs> No, and yeah. I know you're a Fortnite I mean, guy. Yeah, shout out Fortnite. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Am I like the only person in the world that doesn't I haven't play played Fortnite? Fortnite? I got it. I'm a gamer. I don't, like, I don't a gamer, even know so. what it is. It's I mean, I've heard of it. It's but kind of addicting. Yeah. yeah. I, I when I when I edit this 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 YouTube video, the Pat the Patrick, uh, what, what, oh, I can't even say it. Patrick Stewart face is definitely going to come down now. <laughs> I'm going to put that on. I don't even know what Fortnite is. <laughs> I mean, I know what it is, but I don't know. Outside what it is. this screen, there's a world out there, you know. And yeah. you can find us. <laughs> Anyways, but no, but it was so. Is it kind of like like World of Warcraft? Is it like similar I to that? It's basically it's a uh, hundred people. They drop you on an island. You have to find materials and. Kind of be build and shoot. Battle Royale. Yeah. That's it. All right. Yeah. But staying on the topic of uh, Jarvis Landry, I do agree that he's going to have a worse year. I mean, look, last year he came up fourth in targets in the NFL. He had 161 targets. Yeah. Like that's not going to happen. Like nope. you say, when you have a, uh, you know, and and if you listen, to, you know, the first episode, I know, like I said, he was one of my players. That How I many targets do you think he'll have? Because I, I mean, Seven. I I think he's still going to be good. <laughs> 
But he's, he's only going to be... You don't think he'll get 100 targets? No. He's only going to be good. Maybe 100, actually. Think about it. Maybe. Yeah. I doubt it. He's only going to be good because he's a good player. But that... <laughs> no, no, no. That but makes he, perfect sense. Flex. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, look at it. He's going to be good because he's a good player. Yeah. He's not going to be what you expect from Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Okay? What you would want from Jarvis. He's not going to put up Jarvis Landry numbers. Like, I mean, I, think, I still think he's going to be if a PPR Jarvis, monster. If, if, if Jarvis Landry averages you like 10 to 12 points a game... You're not really going to be happy with that from Jarvis Landry, which not for nothing from your flex play is fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine if you get that. But because he's Jarvis Landry, like, oh, man, he only got me 12 points. Oh, he only got me 10 points. Like, that's more like consistent, like Muhammad Sanu numbers. Like, if Muhammad Sanu's doing that for you, you're happy with that. You're getting consistent numbers from that. That's fine. But if you get that, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's not going to be what Jarvis Landry is like. Uh, to, uh, what I mean, he's going 5.08, so... He's I mean, going I, like a I, bench I think, or flex I think, player. I think there's value there where he's being drafted. Is this where you're starting to disagree with us? Yeah, a little bit. Here we go. I'm I'm a little bit bigger on Landry than than you. Do guys we think are. Josh Gordon's going to stay on the field? That's a big question mark. I think, I think he grew h- up. Him and Matavius Bryant. Man. I think he grew <laughs> up. I think he grew up. I think yeah, he grew I'm, up. Honestly, like I I've you know I've read his story. I'm cheering for the kid. Like I, I hope he he gets it together. So do I. Yeah. I, I really legit think he grew up, so I think it's gonna be on okay. the field. Yeah, cool. Um, so sticking also with with uh, we'll with, with go with one more with the last one right here for the for the complete 180 round. Sticking with. Uh, with 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 the, with the Browns, who I think is gonna have a complete one eighty this year, it's kind of obvious. It's kind of easy to say, and I think for the worst, Carlos Hyde mm-hmm. and Duke Johnson. Mm-hmm. So the, basically, the, the Browns running backs in general. The reason I throw in Duke Johnson right there because quietly Duke Johnson was running back eleven last year, quietly just outside the top ten, outside of the you know RB one status, and Carlos Hyde was RB eight. So you got your two quarter, you got two quarterbacks. I keep doing that. You got two running backs who are in you know by the top ten. On the same time, and not even there's another stat too. Uh, Duke Johnson actually uh, last year he was fourth in targets for running backs, and uh, he was also fifth, he was also um, he was fourth in targets and receptions, and the person who was fifth in targeting receptions was Carlos Hyde. He was actually tied in fifth place for receptions with Lashawn McCoy, but you have your fourth and fifth like leading receiving backs in the NFL last year on the same team with Jarvis Landry as you were mentioning with Josh Gordon and. I, I love Tyrod Taylor. I'm, I've always been a Tyrod Taylor fan. But like I said, the guy does, because he had to before, throw under 3,000 yards. And we don't know what Sia Baker Mayfield, as much as you know, we like him, yeah. we don't love him. And to put up first overall pick numbers to try to share these targets with all these guys, it's it's hard to really justify. I'm not saying draft these guys because where they're going, they're both going around like the late eighth. All three of them, actually. Nick Chubb's going in the early ninth. So with all these guys going where they are, it's not going to kill your team by taking them. Right. But I also think it's just obvious that they're going to have a complete 180 year. There's no way yeah. that he's going to finish again in the top 10, Carlos Hyde. Yeah. yeah. I think I think if Mayfield's under center, it, it you know it boosts everybody's fantasy value around. Yeah, I know you asked me that before. I disagree I, with you. I, I think so. And the short le- there's going to be a short leash on, on Taylor. The minute he throws that first pick six, the, <laughs> you know, the Browns fans are going to be calling for Baker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably more than likely, right? Yeah. All right, so uh, anyway, what was it? You had one more guy that you wanted to mention, right? Do you remember? You wanted to move no, on. I said uh, Landry, the second guy. Uh, I thought it was somebody else you wanted to mention. All right, anyways, so we're moving on. So moving on, and uh, unfortunately, whatever, Subi, BB, if you want to, I didn't set up a drop for the draft tactics one. Whatever. All right, <laughs> I didn't set it up. Excuse me. It's all right, Flex. 
I, I, I got to cook a lot more at home. I, we, we, and now do do one of your uh, famous scratches. No, 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 no. It's not that famous. It's, it's just East Coast famous. That's about <laughs> it. I don't have worldwide buzz. All right, so moving on. So the next, so now we're going to get into the, this show, like I said, is going to be a little bit more fun, a little bit more different, not so much talking too much about stats, but it's our draft tactics show. So basically on this show, what we're going to do is talk about draft tactics. We're going to give you tips on how to draft mm-hmm. or what we think is best to draft and also in general to improve your draft day. Uh, you know, like I get it. Some people have to do drafts online, but you, there's still tons of ways you could improve, you know, like even picking your draft order. You don't have to just pick names out of a hat. You don't got to pick numbers out of a hat. There's different ways to definitely do it. Uh, I know one way in one of my leagues, my boy does it. People that are outside, like we have people in other States and one way he picks a draft order is that he takes the last day of preseason, which basically where every football game plays, and then we have to put in our our picks for it. Like, who's going to win? Who's What's the over-under? Whoever gets the most right amount of guesses gets the first option of where they want to draft. So because that's that goes for, like, let's say if you want, like, the last pick in the draft. Let's say if you want that last pick, you, don't have, you can't just sabotage yourself. If you get the most right and you're number one, you don't get the first pick. You get the first option to choose between one and 12 or mm-hmm. whatever you want to pick, which I always think is it's – pretty good to do that way because everybody gets like they want to win they make it competitive so it makes you want to you know get your pick you want you want to study you know Mm -hmm. but one big recommendation and and this is to me if you don't mind if i could go first and say real quick one big recommendation that i really believe that everybody should do drafting i remember i I, I told you this before i've said this to everybody mock mock quick question who does more mocks me or stevie boy Oh, I was about to mention him if you didn't mention him because that guy does more mocks than anybody I think. <laughs> didn't Tim put one time on Facebook? Like, I think Steve Boy's done about like 20 mock drafts already and we're only in May. Yeah, it's he's like, done a bunch probably already. I, I, I do one per night. I do one per night. And I don't even do like the whole mock. I, I just probably pick like like the, the first like five, six rounds and yeah. then I kind of move on. But I at least want to see like where the, like, the, the, yeah. the meat of my team's coming from. Right. You, you know, have to so, see like who the public's on, who they're off. Yeah, mock, it's, it's, it's good. mock, mock, because the more you mock, like if you're picking at one and you know you want this player, you want to have him, but then you don't like the rest of your team, like, all right, you know what, I, I could live with getting so-and-so. Mm-hmm. You'll see where people are going. You'll see what's that. Like, I remember last year, I had the second option to pick and I and uh, of where I wanted to draft from, right? So uh, I had to pick the second option, and I, and I was like, should I take the number two overall pick because I'll get either Le'Veon Bell or David Johnson last year, or do I take one or more at the end? And then Tim hit me up. He was like, yo, I'll trade you. You swap first pick with me, swap whatever pick I have, which was the seventh pick he had, and I'll give you my fifth round pick. Because the reason I didn't want that second round pick, because I didn't like that wraparound. I didn't like the end of the second round picks. Mm-hmm. And I learned that because of how much I mock draft. So mock drafting to me is mock, 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 mock. Do it as much as you can. Like I said, go on once per night before you go to bed. Don't even do the whole draft. You know, pick like your first like five, six picks or whatever. Go to that's it. Then move on. You have time to sit down and do a whole mock draft. Do a whole mock draft. Wherever you want, like mock draft from uh, Fantasy Football Calculator, Sleeperbot, ESPN, Yahoo, wherever you want to mock draft from. Those are all great sites to do it from. Mock as much as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlie, what's your advice on draft day? So draft tactics. Um, so I, it's more of a strategy thing with me. Um, I think. You know, depending on where you're picking in the first round, um, I think it's it's you take a different approach. So if I'm drafting, you know, towards the beginning of the first round, I'm trying to go running back heavy with my first two picks. Um, you know, the first four. But picks, you mean the beginning of the first round, like how far beginning? So let's say like one through six, like okay. the first half. You know, usually like when we're 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 talking. 
you know, the most popular game is a standard PPR um, 12, team 12 team league. league. No, no, I get no. So that's what I'm basing but it you're saying, of. But you're saying so the first half is 1 through 6 and one the back six. half is 7 through 12. Correct. Okay. All right. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so <laughs> – so rounds one through six, if I'm, you know, picking anywhere there, I'm trying to go running back heavy because the way I look at running backs is the first four picks are pretty much set. It's it's going to be Zeke Bell, again, in no particular order, Zeke Bell, uh, sure. Johnson, and, and Gurley. Now, all of them have, like, their issues, you know what I mean? So I'm good with that fourth pick, so I could, like, not really have to pick, you know what I mean? And I'll get a better pick. On the way back. I mean, the thing with Bell is, you know, his contract situation, we all know, you know, we've heard the last couple of days what's going on with that. Gurley, I think, is going to have, you know, a reduction in production because I think the Rams defense is going to be really good this year. They're not going to be in as many shootouts as they were last year. So he's not going to be as involved in the passing game. Johnson, I want no part of Johnson. He's, to me, he, I don't trust him. He's, you know, there's too much of an injury risk with him. And Zeke, there's the issue with targets, right? So if I'm sitting at the fourth pick, let everyone else decide who they want, and I'm good with that fourth pick because I think that's here is is they're all even one way or the other. Matter I'm of glad, fact, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm if, glad you said what you said about Zeke because I thought this went all the way back to last week where you're making the case for Zeke is the best one, and then you switched it on me, so I'm happy about that. No, but, I mean, look, Zeke could, Zeke could very no, well I, go number one. N- once again, I'm not saying that. I'm mm-hmm. saying I thought you were going where you were talking your bad points about each running back, and I'm like, and I was thinking like, all right, this is last week all over again. No, no, no. But you're we're giving not, your okay. You're, if if the you listeners want to win to last week's episode, they could go to switch uh, three. And I'm gl- grateful yeah. that you did. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, so I really I'm I'm targeting that fourth pick. That's the pick that I want. And even if um if Johnson makes it to pick four, I'm not so convinced I'm gonna take him. I'm I may take A B at that spot. Yeah. You know, and I, I th- I'll be perfectly happy with that. Now, if you go to the to the um, second part of the first round, I'll be more interested in going wide receiver heavy because the second tier running backs. Let's say if that that first group of four is the first tier running backs, the second tier is really Kamara and Barkley, right? And then there's a significant drop off af- after that when you get into the Fournette, Hunt, and and Melvin Gordon's. So if I'm gonna choose between that tier, I'd rather try and load up in wide receiver. Let's say if I'm picking towards the end of the first round, I would try to grab. I'm gonna throw up in my mouth, but Odell. And then on the wraparound, maybe try and get you know Julio, and I'll be you know, I'll be happy with that. So that's my approach. You know, depending on you know where you're drafting in the first round, um, tailor it. You know, as, as if. I mean, I, I I hear you. I agree with you to an extent, of course. But I personally, and I didn't. This is a freebie for you and everybody else in the leagues. I would love to have the picks anywhere from six to the end. That's where I want to have the picks. I remember Kento did say something pretty good. He would love the fifth pick because he even considers Antonio Brown. It's true. Antonio Brown could be a first round, first overall pick. But he says if you had that fifth, that fifth pick, the decision is kind of made for you. Right. It's it's you taking one of that five. Well, that's so, how I feel about four. That's how you feel about four. You exactly. Know, it's, it's, he yeah. just he just throws Antonio Brown into that mix of people. So that's why he would like that the fifth pick because it would rather be made for you. Now, I, and I and I I agree, but. I'm bigger on Melvin Gordon and Leonard Fournette than you are. That's fine. That's just opinions. But I'm bigger on them. Don't, don't get, I don't think they're as good as Would you Barclay take Kamara. any of those backs ahead of OBJ? No. Uh, OBJ? No. Would you take any of those backs ahead of Julio Jones? Yes. Would you take any of those backs ahead of DeAndre Hopkins? No. All right. So, but I know. But I'm saying. But on the other way, but I'm saying you can still. I like the wraparound, which is important to me. Now, right. I, I've I learned this. This this is really true. 
after your first and second, because you you know the points they drop between first and second, they does a drop between how many points out of the year. After your second round, the points drops dramatically, mm-hmm. dramatically in the third round. So I like that six to the end. Uh, picks because I like the wrap around the wrap around. You know, if you grab yourself a Julio Jones and you could grab, you know, or whatever, like you said, Nodell, then a Keenan Allen, then a Julio Jones. Which you didn't you give him up last year? I did. Or no, no, I gave. Uh, I you g- got him. No, I got AJ Green for. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was this crazy trade you did with your brother last year? It was AJ Green, uh, who I got, and you gave him Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, and Jaquiz Rogers. Oh wow! <laughs> now so, listen, it, he ended up going to the finals, yeah. your brother. So, but in, in hindsight, whatever it was all right. But remember how we yeah. were all just going at him in the chat? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Beeferg. I thought I had that league one, man. I, my team was stacked. Yeah, your team was. What was your team? It was AJ Green, Alvin Kamara, Julio Jones. What else? I think I had Ertz too. Zach Ertz, you had. Yeah, Ertz, you had yeah. him. Yeah, my team. Oh, those are like four monsters right yeah, there. I think I had the most points, but I. Didn't even come close to winning the championship. <laughs> yeah, it works out that way. So it takes that one bad week. <laughs> My record was trash. Yeah. <laughs> bad luck sometimes. But we were, we were, we were. Oh, what did Timmy say? It's like that reminds you of the time when when the Hornets traded uh, Kobe Bryant for Vladi Divac. Yeah. It's like whatever he said. Like, that's exactly what this trade reminds me of. <laughs> but that's yeah, funny. no, that was a crazy trade. But uh, but yeah, so I like the back end of it all because you know you get like I said, you get yourself a DeAndre Hawkins, then grab yourself a you know anybody there at, at the end of it because even. In the first half, I mean the end half of the second round, I'm not even crazy about those guys. I'm not crazy about Jordan Howard. I'm, I told you LaShawn McCoy's going to have. My favorite one at the end of the second round, what you're looking for, is more like Mike Evans and T.Y. Hilt is a bit of a reach there. But I, I'm not too crazy about the end. So I, I'm hoping I don't get any of the first I'm, rounders. I'm cool on Mike Evans. Not this year. No, <laughs> not this year. Where, where, where would you like to draft? Do you have an idea of where you would like? Where do you usually like to draft? I kind of like the middle because you kind of get like – and like even, six, six, seven. Yeah, you kind of get it decided for you, kind of like you, you guys are saying. You kind of get that wraparound, so you're kind of like in the middle. And th- I just draft kind of like best player available type kind of thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Obviously, if the I, ros- your roster fills itself out when right. you do it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm not gonna pass up a, like uh, just say if a, an OBJ wrapped around, I'm not gonna not take him because I need a running back in the second round. I'll get a running back later or something like that. I'm gonna take the top uh, player at that point. Mm-hmm. Let me now. Let me ask you a question. Why do you feel? Because this is what a lot of players feel. But I know Charlie, you wanted that thing that feels that way about running backs. There's so little running backs compared to wide receivers that there's there's less of them. How do you feel about it? I agree with that. Um, so, do you feel like an urgency to grab a running back early? Yes. As opposed, I know you said best player available, but I mean like. Like at the same it, time, like the best player available could be a wide receiver in the second round, but you feel like you have to grab a running back. Like it, I think it depends, like when it gets to me at that point. Like it, I'm going to try to take the best player available, but if there's like a guy like on the same kind of tier, like if I'm going to get the same production from that running back that I'm going to get from that wide receiver, even though wide receivers ranked higher, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to take that running back just to get that slot. Yeah, because wide receiver is such a deeper position. Right. You know, it's just no question. Now, one thing I because that's kind of like the setup in a sense about my. Um, point I wanted to make about that was uh, I I want to make people know that granted yes there is less wide receivers I mean less running backs and wide receivers but do not get this false sense of urgency like you're not going to be able to grab one I did some numbers last year there was 34 wide receivers that had 10 fantasy points per game out of those 34 22 of them gave you 12 fantasy points per game and with running backs tw- with running backs also last year on, on uh, where is it at oh yeah so last year 26 of them gave you 10 fantasy points per game. 18 of them gave you 12 points per game. So with 18 and 22, there's, there's, not a, there's only a four more wide receiver difference that gives you 12 points per game. 
Let me ask you guys this real quick. So last year, how many uh, wide receivers you think, I mean, running backs got you 15 points per game? How many last year? I mean, it's going down from what was the number you just gave for 12? For 12, it was 18. So how many of those 18 things got they got you 12 points per game? 18 running backs last year. And also, it could have been 19, but I excluded uh, Capri Bibbs because he only played three games. So I took so it was 19, but I took him out because he only played three games. So out of the 18 that got you 12 points per game and they played about an average of 15 games, how many of those got you 15 points? Eight. What do you think, Charlie? Six. It was 11. Huh? How many wide receivers last year got you 15 points per game? 20. What do you think, Charlie? 37. 37? I just said 34 got you 10, and you think you think 37 of them got you 15 points per game? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, Charlie. Sorry, Thanks I, for listening. I missed the question. But got... Nine wide receivers mm-hmm. got you 15 wow. points per game, Not and 11 running backs got you 15 points per game. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot more wide receivers in general, but not by like a whole bunch that if, you know, on average, on average, they will give you, I mean, where did I write this out? On average, 20 running backs for the, over the past five years, over the past five years, 20 running backs will give you 12 fantasy points per game. So that's like, you know, even if you get 10 from a flex play running back that you're playing in, that's, that's, that's fine. You could do that. So all I'm saying is don't create this false sense of urgency like oh my god i didn't grab a running back in the first two rounds i did a mock draft today and i didn't grab a running back to round four i ended up getting darius geis round four my first three was and i had the six pick somebody let antonio brown fall to me at six at antonio brown then i grabbed um then i grabbed aj green then i got doug doug baldwin and then i got then i got darius geis who i think is gonna be a top 10 running back this year. this year yeah that's my guy that, that, that's 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 the guy i'm planting my flag on this year is darius guys so i mean that that's just the point i want to make there is more wide receivers but just don't don't be in such a hurry don't worry about it there are still plenty of good decent running backs that will get you a solid double digit point production per year where you know you, you're not losing the entire season you know what i mean um now let me ask you because Charlie, I'll set you up for this one too because mm-hmm. I know you how you feel about this. How do you feel about taking two quarterbacks? Oh, I, I don't think I've ever done that. Ever what? Really? Maybe with my, like my last last pick because I'm just like over at the draft at that point. But like I'm not big on taking two quarterbacks at all. No, oh? especially in the leagues I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I never take. I always two take quarterbacks. Never take two quarterbacks. You're, you're, those draft picks are so valuable, and you never know where you're going to find those gems. I mean, look, last year. Alvin Kamara. Where where was Alvin Kamara drafted last year? Was, you got him. Go uh, ahead. Where was he drafted? Yeah, he was drafted I mean, he round had, nine, yeah, ten. Yeah, he was definitely after eight because that's what our keeper. And we have a is. yeah, we have a keeper league, and he got Alvin Kamara. This yeah. guy. Yeah. So that's what I mean. So who's going to be <laughs> th- who's going to be this year's Alvin Kamara? I mean, th- by not drafting a quarterback, you may draft right. that that that's person. Yeah, that's you know, not and and the thing with quarterbacks while we're on the subject is wait on a quarterback, guys. Mm-hmm. Wait on a quarterback. There's no rush. To, to grab a quarterback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is the first quarterback off the board, and he's being drafted 311. So, I mean, that to me, that's way too early because I don't think that there's, you know, significant drop-offs in, in the tier, you know, of quarterbacks. So just wait on the quarterback. I mean, even if you go into round, round nine, like you're getting players like, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo at, at 901, I'll be perfectly fine with that. Uh, Matthew Stafford at 908, I'll be perfectly fine with that. I mean, there's legitimately like 15 quarterbacks that I'd be comfortable with. So wait on quarterback. No, I, I agree 100% on wait. I, I personally like to have my backup quarterback. I just like to have one of these guys that are going to be like, you know, to be draftable. Like I ended up drafting Carson Wentz as a backup quarterback last year. 
You know what I mean? Like, right. I I like to do that. But who um, who is your starting quarterback? Tyrod Taylor, last oh, year. Okay. But I was I mean, Tyrod Taylor last year, but the year before I was also a top ten quarterback. I was big on Tyrod Taylor, which you know he did okay, not as good as I thought. But still, I ended up drafting Carson Wentz as my backup. I just feel more comfortable having a backup quarterback, you know, because of injury, yeah. whatever. You could definitely find him on waiver wires. Yeah, you could definitely you could get him the waiver wire for one hundred percent. I just. I'm more personally, it's just the way I draft. So when you draft, another advice is get to how you want to draft, you know. Uh, but a big tip for draft day, I know, uh, to tell people, which which I feel, and I know, Ferg, you agree with me, is that the way you to beef up your draft day a little bit is to install a kind of like last place penalty in a sense, right? So we have one, Ferg, so go ahead tell us what the last place penalty is that you feel that you like. Uh, yeah, so in our league, what we do is um, the the last person who comes in last place has to pay an extra hundred dollars. It's just a little incentive to kind of keep everybody playing towards the, the end mm-hmm. of the year and not make any crazy trades or anything like that, and uh, kind of keep the everyone in it to the end. But when you pay the hundred dollars, what else do you get? Oh, you get to choose uh, your draft spot next year right. as well. Oh, cool! That's a good yeah. One. I think yeah. I think that's fair enough because it, and the hundred dollars goes towards the pot, which goes towards the winner. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we they get to pick. If you're in last place, you get to just pick where. Yeah, you see some crazy like last place penalties, like tat tattoos and oh, we ain't doing that. stuff like that. That's crazy. It's yeah. a little bit too much. I'll bet you a tattoo that I'd go further than you this year. No way, man! <laughs> I ain't doing that. <laughs> I'll bench press is that more is I'll, that a big we'll, effing we'll, bet? We'll we'll, we'll we'll go it around. Who could bench press more between you and I? <laughs> all right, <I'll> <laughs> uh, now you're all right with. Look at you. Your all smiles. You turn it red on. Uh, so uh, one other thing too, just to let you guys know, because we do. You remember you can subscribe to us on on wherever your your podcast you listen to. You know, we also on iTunes, Google Play. Stitcher, uh, a bunch of other places. But also, remember, we have a YouTube channel. We want you guys to check out. So what I'm going to do, just to give you a little more of an incentive to check out our YouTube channel, you type in on YouTube, Better Fantasy Bureau. You, t- you check out on our YouTube channel. I'm going to post a video about crazy uh, ways to pick your draft order. I'm going to add that in. Just a little, you know, to get you guys to watch our YouTube channel a little more. So please go check that out because, you know, we do put a lot of work into the editing. As amateur as it is, so we're just starting off. Put a lot of work into that, you know, to go check it out, to go subscribe. But uh, so when you see that, you'll see that I'll put a video and I'll tell you. Because I've, I've came up with some creative ways of how to pick up the draft order in our, in our leagues, right? Yeah, I mean, I, Don't I, just I say like that because you like no, it. No, 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 I like it. The, way, the dartboard uh, thing was good, the right? The dartboard, uh, what would you, Preakness one year with Zimmel, right? What? Zimmel did Preakness one Pre-Preakness year. Preakness one year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different ways, so I'll put that up there. So, we're going we're gonna to close out the question because we don't have that much time left. So, then uh, we close it out always with questions, as you know, that we ask questions. Random. Like, random questions that we ask. And because you're our guest, Fred, we want to ask you some questions. Do you want to ask him one first? Uh, you go ahead. You go? Yeah. I got a question I want to ask you. Is that is cool? Yeah. All right. So, one question I want to ask you. Why is it when you were younger, your screen name was Sniper? What was the reason behind being sniper? Was it was it because it can't be a Fortnite thing because Fortnite's on now. Yeah. All right. So my full screen name was Knight K N I G H T Sniper. The hockey team that I played for was was the Knights. Oh, okay. I'm about to say because back in medieval times it wasn't guns <laughs> or anything like that, man. And then if you're a good shooter in hockey, you're called the sniper. So like, oh, you put it together, you get Knight Sniper. All right. See, it's not that bad. Oh. But we always called because you're still in my phone. It's Ferg Sniper. I know. I'm never gonna live that down. I don't think. <laughs> no, you're always gonna be a sniper. That's. <laughs> He's a nice sniper, man. I knew that was coming out soon. Oh, with a K. Oh, yeah. all right, all right. Uh, you want a question from Charlie? Yeah, so uh, you're a big hockey guy. Yeah. Who's the GOAT in hockey? Oh, Gretzky. That's easy. Gretzky? Yeah. That's yeah. Easy. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. If you're actually in the NBA, it's LeBron. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we Bobby, need another Bobby's podcast Bobby's somewhere cheering right now. Bobby's <laughs> Phoenix somewhere cheering. Do you have a question for us, Ferg? Uh, no, I don't got anything. I should have came up with one, but I didn't. That's that's fine. You don't, you don't, you don't have nothing at all? All right. Uh, oh, I got one more for you. Good. Out of all Timmy's friends, who's your favorite? 
You flex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. I'll live with that one. I'll live with that one. Uh, once again, just to let you know real quick, too, uh, just we also have these T-shirts out here. Uh, if you're looking, once again, on our YouTube channel, we got a new little Spider-Man that's chilling out here. But we got all these T-shirts out here made. Uh, if you want a T-shirt, you could definitely hit us up. You could DM us. Uh, remember, on our tw- IG is at BFB Podcast, our Twitter at Podcast BFB. And you can hit us up if you want a T-shirt, whether you want one for your favorite team or if you want one just with any other kind of colors. And my friend Ferg... So, you know, you being the Giants fan and all, this uh, is your shirt right here. You could have your shirt. And also, Ferg, hold on. We got a little gift for you, too. Hold on. A surprise for our first guest. Uh, surprise for our first guest who's also expecting a baby. Oh. Congratulations. We got the first onesie that says League Champion on it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. So Thank we got you a little BFB onesie that man. says League Champion. You, uh, Lee, you can set us up uh, with our intro music whenever you're ready. But, uh, but yeah, that's for you and the future baby coming on. Ferg, thank you so much for coming nice out today. How did it feel? That's, that's that that awesome. comes in a cowboy color, too. If this, that doesn't <laughs> I think fit. I'll keep this one. Yeah, it's right. the gold one. Yeah, the gold winner. But how did it feel being on the show for that, the first time? It was time? cool, man. I, pre- I liked it a lot, actually. Once again, be a people. I'm going to put it up there on the YouTube channel. You can see it, and I'll put it in the description, too. But tell people your IG to hit you up for personal training. At Ferg underscore training. At Ferg. And listen, even if you're not going to work out, this is a great page to follow to get some inspiration. Uh, Charlie, once again, it was a great show. Say goodbye to the party people, Charlie. Party people. Until next time. Bureau, take it easy. Until next time, party people. We'll see you on this side or the other. Peace.